It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 447 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, January 9th. I am your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. Also, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. We have team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams as well as all 32 NFL teams. And we have national shows as well. We've got Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. He has uh, great weekly contributions from guys like Mike Sando of ESPN and others on that show. And then on the NBA side for the national angle, we have five different hosts or five different sets of hosts from across the network chipping in to make that a daily show. Uh, David Locke is, of course, one of the weekly hosts. We've got Adam Mares and Anthony Irwin do, I think, the Friday show. Uh, Josh Lloyd does the Monday shows, and we also have weekly contributions from Ben Golliver and Sam Amick from The Athletic on there as well. So make sure you're checking those shows out. Finding a show that you like on the network, please support uh, by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. All the places you get your podcasts is extremely helpful and uh, makes us feel pretty good. Also, if you have a smart speaker, an Alexa, Google Home, anything like that, you can play the Locked On Podcast Network on your smart speaker. Just say the name of your smart speaker. So say, hey, Alexa, play podcast Locked On Raptors. And guess what? Alexa is going to play Locked On Raptors and you don't have to touch a thing. So make sure you're using that nice little feature. If you got a smart speaker over the holidays like I did, we have two of them in my house now. They talk to each other. It's weird. I feel like I'm being watched all the time, but I play podcasts pretty easily and that's nice. So uh, make sure you're checking out the uh, Locked On Podcast Network on your smart speaker uh, and uh, that's just another way to get us into your ears. All right, on today's show, uh, we're going to touch quickly on the Raptors and Hawks game from last night. The Raptors won 104-101 in a game that was, uh, I don't know, like extremely sloppy, I guess is the best way to describe this one. It was not very well played by either team. The Raptors were the much better team by the end and have Kawhi Leonard, who decides to rip the ball out of the hands of poor defenseless offensive players uh, pretty much whenever he wants to, and that ended up sealing the game. He had a great finish to the game. The Raptors, as a whole, the last minute or so was very impressive and nice to see. 
Uh, so we'll talk quickly about that game, but and then we'll get into our uh, preseason, checking out our preseason prop bets that myself, uh, Sahal Abdi, and today's guest, Vivek Jacob, did uh, at the start of the season. Vivek, how's it going, buddy? Not bad. Um, yeah, Raptors are winning again. Mm-hmm. All as well. Look forward to these prop bets to see where we're at. Um, I feel like I might be on the losing end based on what I remember. I well, think you might be too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure you are not doing so hot, but we will check that out in the second and third segments. But first, we have to get to the Raptors win over the Hawks, which, like I said, not one of the sexiest games the Raptors will ever play. Uh, A total of 44 turnovers in this game, 26 on the part of the Hawks, 18 by the Raptors. Uh, And the Raptors just like, I don't know, I never really felt like this game was in all that much jeopardy, even though they never really had a lead. It was kind of back and forth, lead changes all throughout the game. Um, and, like, they were even down in the last couple minutes, and so I guess you could say it was in jeopardy, but, like, I don't know. I'm looking across and seeing, like, Daniel Hamilton and DeAndre Bembry and, like, John Collins riding some insane heater from deep, and, like, I just didn't think it was all that sustainable. I wasn't particularly scared, and the Raptors did what I kind of expected they would do, uh, just maybe in a bit more of a glorious fashion than I thought it would come, uh, and pulled away with some really great defensive sequences at the end of the game, mostly orchestrated by Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Vivek, do you have a big takeaway from this game against the Hawks? Uh, yeah, if you're tanking, it's probably a good idea to try and go at Kawhi to close the game. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) It worked out perfectly for the Hawks, and so they lost. And stay alive in the Zion Williamson, Marjorie Barrett's sweepstakes. So we'll see. That is an ideal tank loss, right? Like, being close against a good team but not actually pulling it out. Like, that is... I think the the Knicks have had a couple games like that too, where they like fight valiantly against like the Pacers or something, and then lose at the end uh, because they don't have the wherewithal or the desire to win the game at the end. Um, well, it's kind of funny, right? Because they yeah. brought Vince back onto the court. Yeah. And Eric Milton was there, so you're thinking, oh, this is gonna be pretty hilarious if one of those two hit a game winner. <laughs> and then no, they just go with Trey Young on Kawhi, and it ended as you would expect. Yeah, like, I had a bit of a premonition, and it incited me to tweet something about, like, Jeremy Lin and Vince Carter being the starting backcourt of the all-buzzer-beater against the Raptors team. <laughs> and, like, I kind of had a bad feeling that something was going to happen like that. Lin had a great night. He had 20 on 8 of 10 shooting uh, with 9 assists as well. Someone's going to pick that dude up, right? Like, I, I think he's probably more of a buyout thing because he makes a lot of money. But, um, yeah, that that's, he's a good player, and he, he, that's not something the Hawks have in spades. Uh, and, like, credit to them. I thought they played really well last night, aside from their 26 turnovers, which is weird to say, but, like, I thought their offense was pretty good. They attacked inside pretty well. Uh, John Collins, obviously, going 8 of 11 and 3 of 3 from deep certainly helped things. Um, and, you know, Trey Young, I thought, had a pretty nice game, despite not shooting incredibly well. Uh, but, yeah, it was, uh, like, a game that... I don't know. People can be mad about it for the Raptors' side of things, I suppose. Like, you don't put away a team like the Hawks. And they've had some games against bad teams where they haven't looked entirely crisp or they've looked flat-out terrible. Like, I think about that Orlando game, for example. Uh, But, you know, for the most part, they do the thing where they beat the bad teams and they kind of pull it out at the end. And they did that in this one. And honestly, I would prefer to see what happened at the end of this game than garbage time in the fourth quarter. The end of this game was awesome. Even if it is against the Hawks, getting to see Kawhi make that, like, ridiculous just robbery of a steal 
that goes the other way and they swing it around like four times and they get a block of the dunk. Like that was really, really cool and fun to watch as opposed to, I don't know, like Malachi Richardson getting, you know, run at the end of the game in garbage time. Like that was preferable to me. Um, what did you think of like the, the Kawhi Kyle synergy in this one? Cause I guess that's the big one is the, the big story of this one is those two played together for the first time in over a month or just about a month. Uh, how did you think those two kind of played off each other? Uh, I, th- I, I thought Kawhi did a, a lot better job of, you know, not getting into that sort of Kawhi offense that sort of seems to separate itself from the team. Mm-hmm. And you, you especially saw him try to throw those hit-ahead passes, uh, very Kyle Lowry-esque. And, uh, so those type of things, you know, getting the Raptors out in transition as much as possible, trying to... T- take advantage of the 26 turnovers that the Hawks had um, I think that lends to uh, just more variability on the offense and I think that's a positive and you look at what this team can do defensively with Kyle Lowry on the floor added to all those other guys um, you know with Ibaka and Siakam can do as well um, that should be I think a point of emphasis um, and so I think now uh, I mean we still haven't seen uh, Kyle Lowry's shot get on that hot streak, which you hope to see now um, mm-hmm. with him healthy. So if that comes along, then I think we'll see an even better flow. But I think, you know, sometimes when a guy is out injured uh, for as long as Kyle was, that time away sitting, uh, you know, on the sidelines, it gives you a different perspective and sort of seeing how you can fit better or maybe make things a little easier for other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think. We might have seen a bit of that with Kyle. We'll have to see a sustained stretch of it and against better opposition as well. Um, but that's what you hope comes out of that this stretch that uh, Kyle was out. Yeah, I think if anyone's going to use that time for good, it's probably very smart person Kyle Lowry. Um, so that's yeah. a good point. I'm glad you made it. And yeah, I thought like they just it was weird that they only won by three and it almost slipped away. But I didn't feel like they played all that poorly. And I, f- I feel like a lot of guys had good games. Like Kawhi was incredible. Uh, 31 on 18 shots. He had the three of six from deep as well, as long with the six steals and the six assists, which uh, don't look now, the last three games, six, five, and five assists for Kawhi. Um, that is encouraging as hell. And I think kind of speaks to him maybe getting a little bit more comfortable within the offense, kind of knowing where guys are going. It seems like him and si- him and Siakam have a bit of a simpatico going now where uh, Leonard's yeah. finding Siakam on cuts. I think there were a couple last night where that was the case. And okay. so that's good to see. And I like... I don't think Kawhi is as good a playmaker as Demar was, and like that—that's obviously made up by all the other things Kawhi is better than Demar at. But um, if he can just be like some semblance of a good playmaker, where it's not just like a black hole where you just kind of know the offense when the ball goes to him, it's just going to be him taking the shot. If you can add some variation to that, that's going to be huge. And I thought he did a really good job last night, kind of making some passes that he almost had no business making. There was the one at the end of the game where Kyle missed really badly on a wide open three from the top of the top of the arc that Kawhi like got like triple teamed and still found a way to throw a dart to Kyle at, at the top of the arc and it was like damn like that 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 is what you want to see from Kawhi where he's not just having this uh-huh. tunnel vision almost like a Jonas like tunnel t- t- tunnel vision of the past you know what I'm talking about where like Jonas in the past would get a post up and it was just like oh he's gonna go try to score or he's gonna turn turn it over or miss and that's kind of what it's been like with Kawhi a lot of the time when he gets the ball in the post and if he can start making those passes and those really good passes that he's obviously capable of making that's going to open things up a whole lot more for not just you know the Kyles and, and Siakams and Van Vliet's of the world, but also himself as sort of the threat of the 
with shooters around him uh, kind of becomes brought more to the, to the forefront in the minds of defenses as well. So, um, yeah, like, again, they only won by three, and you can be upset about it if you want. And, you know, the people were in my mentions last night talking about how, like, the Bucks were blowing teams out every night, and you just want to see a blowout like that. And sure, like, that'd be nice, and I'm sure they'll come. But I, I didn't think last night was, like, a glaringly bad game aside from some, you know, ball security stuff. Uh, I thought the Hawks deserve a lot of credit. They played a really, really nice game. So uh, I think we can leave the Hawks game there. Uh, we'll, we'll come back on the other side with some more interesting stuff. We'll look back at our uh, 2018-19 Raptors prop bets we made at the start of the season and just kind of go through and see where we're at just past the halfway point and who's going to be winning. I think it might be me, but I'm not exactly sure. So we'll uh, do that in just a second. But first, I want to remind people to check out the Lockdown Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram. It's a great resource. If you follow either at Lockdown NBA, at NBA Net or at Lockdown NFL Net on Twitter, uh, you're just going to get all of the hosts from the network into one feed. You don't have to go follow every single one. Keep your feed nice and clean, and then it's retweeting into your feed. All of the fresh podcasts being posted, all of their breaking news responses and, and reactions, all their stuff from you know live tweeting games, all that good basketball-related content just kind of condensed down uh, and filtered into one feed for you to check out on, in, on Twitter and then on Instagram. Posting little, you know, 30 to 60 second clips of each podcast on the big stories of the day. And if you want, you can go listen to the full podcast if you click the link in the bio. Or you can just listen to the little condensed take and then you have your Houston Rockets news of the day or whatever it is. Uh, it's a great way to liven up your Instagram feed. So make sure you're checking that out at LockedOnNBANet and at LockedOnNFLNet on Twitter and Instagram. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, uh, prop bets, 2018-19. I have the spreadsheet here. I have not prepared. I don't know the answers to a lot of these yet. I'll be finding them on the fly. Um, so here we go. Uh, the first question that I posed was more points per game. Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, or DeLon Wright? And boy, some of these Pascal Siakam-related questions are going to seem real dumb from the from the previous part of the season. Uh, so Sahal said Fred Van Vliet would have the most points per game. Both you and I were on the right side of history and said Pascal Siakam would. Uh, Pascal is leading this one by quite a bit. He's at 15-ish points a game. I think Fred... Basketball reference, come on, work with me here, work with me here. Fred is averaging about 10.5, so uh, you and I are both getting the point on that one, at least as of this moment. Uh, any uh, Anything to say about the the fact that we each got the point on this one? Like, How surprised are you? Obviously, you picked Pascal, but like, did you think the gap was going to be this significant? Um... I guess I, I, I wouldn't expect, I w if you asked me before the season started, I wouldn't have expected Pascal to average 15. Mm -hmm. um, so that is maybe the surprising factor. Uh, uh, I also think that I expected Siakam to be in a bit of a rotation with OG Ananobi at the four spot, just the way uh, Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas have been. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is something that I uh, probably didn't see playing out. And Siakam just taking the role and... You know, I, I, I think I saw him more as a sixth-man candidate than I did most improved player. Right. Uh, so, so I think that's probably the big thing that's created that separation. So 
Um, yeah, pro- uh, probably just the aspect of him starting and averaging as much as 15 uh, this season. I, I didn't see that coming. So uh, with Fred and DeLon, you know, you figured they'd be in that timeshare in the backup role. Um, so, yeah, it, more than anything, it's just 15. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I I was pretty high on Pascal coming in, as we'll get to with a couple more of these questions. But uh, I'm not. I'm surprised. Exactly. Like I thought, maybe we'd see more like playmaking stuff from him, and like a little bit more rebounding. And the defense, I think, was going to be the thing that was really going to stand out for him. The offense coming along to the point that it has, where he's shooting like 68% true shooting or whatever the hell it is, or what it's been hanging around all season. That is a complete surprise to me. So yeah, and I, and I think we'll get to another question as well in the next one, where like some of the points that Siakam's putting up, I thought were going to be put up by somebody else. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, uh, I picked him to be leading Fred in points at this point, but uh, certainly not to this extent. Uh, next one here, Jonas Valanciunas, points per game over under. I set it at 14.0. So Hall took the over, you took the under, I took the over. He's currently at 12.8, so you're going to get the point for that one as it stands right now. Um, I'll just begin with my thinking on this one when I made the pick. I thought that the minute split between him and Serge was going to pretty much be the inverse of what we've seen so far because we were coming into the season with Serge Ibaka coming off that playoff run where he looked absolutely useless, and I just thought Jonas was going to be able to sort of thrive in that starting five. Um, I thought he was going to start most of the games. It seemed like that was what they were leading when we made these picks, and I thought Jonas was going to be like the, the bell cow center, maybe you know get close to 30 minutes a game just because like his defensive deficiencies were going to kind of be covered up playing next to uh, you know starting OG Ananobi <laughs> as what I thought was going to be the case and, and Kawhi Leonard and obviously Danny Green as well. Um, so I, I just thought Jonas was going to be up there. His points per 36 and all this stuff has always been so insanely high. His production's always been ridiculous. So I was like, yeah, there's no reason that if he plays 28 minutes a game, he can't average you know, 16 and 11 or something like that. Uh, that hasn't quite uh, manifested itself. And he's playing, I think, a career low in minutes right now. It's still averaging 12.8. Um, so, like, maybe he gets some run when he gets back in, and maybe we see the minutes go up. I don't know. Maybe with, with Surge getting some rest. I don't think this one's totally out of the question for him to kind of catch up because he's only played 30, 30 games as well, so the averages will be a little bit more in flux if he has a big game or two here and there. Um, but I, I don't expect him to get over 14.0, so I think you're probably going to be in the clear for this one, Vivek. Did you have any uh, opinions or thoughts on, uh, on this question? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that I wasn't uh, as low as most on Serge Ibaka. I think, you know, most of last season, I was hoping that he'd move to the center spot, especially when Masai had that pre- press conference, you know, before last season, I believe, saying, you know, Ibaka's probably more of a center now. That's mm-hmm. what I hope to see, and it just never materialized. So I was actually looking forward to him getting center minutes. The other thing, too, is with Nick Nurse becoming the head coach, uh, even though he has that healthy relationship with JV, um, I thought he would, you know, subscribe even more to the shot spectrum of the modern day NBA, and so I thought that would hurt uh, Valanciunas a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's part of that's basically why I went into it with the under, and I'm winning. You for now. you are winning, and currently leading two one and nothing uh, through two questions of the halfway point of these prop bets. Uh, number three. I really, really screwed up here. More starts. Danny Green, Norm, or DeLon Wright? Uh, you and Vivette, you and Sahal intelligently both said Danny Green because, duh. I said Norman Powell. Why? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> <laughs> so your guys are uh, on track to get the point for that one. 
Danny Green has started so far for the Raptors uh, 41 games, so he will clinch uh, starting more than Norm with one more game, I think. Uh, yeah, I I didn't do so hot on that one. I did not. <laughs> nope, not much to say there. I just like, I guess my thinking was that Danny came into the year kind of hurt and inconsistent last season, and maybe I just undervalued the Raptors training staff versus the like Dr. Knicks who the Spurs seem to have running their medical staff. <laughs> and so I was like, I maybe I just thought Danny was kind of past it. And I thought Norm, because they have so much invested in him and Danny was a free agent, uh, that maybe like Norm would have a re- pretty easy, like maybe they start the season with Danny, but if there's any inconsistency whatsoever, maybe they just go to Norm just because, hey, why not try to get this guy going? We owe him a lot of money for the next four years. Might as well see what we can get out of him. Uh, that was not accurate at all, and uh, I feel dumb for it. So uh, we can move on from that one. Danny Green, uh, freaking awesome. And I-, I-, I feel like last night's game, that's the kind of game where if Danny's playing, they probably win by like 15 just because he's the plus minus god and makes things a little bit more easier across the board for everybody. Um, question number four. This is where I come to shine. More starts. Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, or OG Ananobi. And right now, the leader is our friend, Pascal Siakam. We started off 41 games. Serge has started 30 of the 39 games he's played. OG has started a grand total of five games, mostly through injury, I believe. Uh, I am uh, I'm pretty psyched about this one. I, I called it. I thought Pascal was going to run away with it with uh, once he got the job. Um, what do you have to say for yourself getting uh, this one wrong, Vivek? I assume I'm, I picked Serge. Uh, you picked OG. I picked OG. Yeah. Oh. I think the thought was Serge was going to be coming off the bench pretty much all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then. <laughs> um, These things are always good at making us realize we know jack shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I think more than anything, if I if I thought JV was starting, then I probably thought you needed Siakam off the bench to help the rebound bit, mm-hmm. uh, and keep that sort of bench mob going. Um, and then I think I was probably more than anything excited by the possibility of OG and uh, Kawhi and Danny Green playing defense together, but mm-hmm. Danny Green and Kawhi and Siakam has been just exci- as exciting, so... Um, yeah, no, I, I got nothing to say, man. Siaka's been awesome. He deserves it, and I'm glad he's running away with it. Yes. He has struggled. Yeah, I'll just OG in a nice game last night. Uh, really nice game last night. Got, got crunch time minutes because of it. Uh, 14 points and 5 of 6 shooting, 2 of 2 from deep. That was great to see. Anyway, uh, back to yeah. the prop bets. The one, one thing I'll say about that is, like, as I was watching this one, I was like, I'm not going to get fooled again because he, remember, he had that great <laughs> game against the like, 2. Yeah. And, so, yeah, this seems to be a thing against the weak team, so I'll, I'll wait to see it against one of the better teams. That's fair. I'll take the nice games where you can because they have not been particularly common uh, over the last right. little while. Although I will say it's nice that he's rebounding well. He didn't have a crazy rebounding night last night, but he has been rebounding pretty well, which is not mm-hmm. something I thought we would see and has always kind of been a necessity for him to play small at the four. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we can talk about OG later. There might be another question about him. I'm not sure. Uh, next one here, Kyle Lowry. Points plus rebounds plus assists. I set the over-under at 30.0. We all took the under. We're all going to wow. get the fake point for this one. And uh, it's cu- actually closer than you would have thought. Right now, uh, Kyle with his 14.4 points, 9.6 assists, and 4.3 boards is at 28.3 altogether. Yeah. 
Um, and, like, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him going on, like, a crazy shooting hot streak and, like, raising his points per game by, like, a point from here to the end of the season or, you know, maybe with his uh, his rebounds. Like, he's always had some big rebounding performances in, in seasons past, not so much this year. Maybe the assists go back up to where they were at the very beginning of the season where he was putting up, like, 15. Um, I don't think it's out of the question that he could get the over on this 30. The, the points per game is probably the biggest surprise for me because, like, I just figured he'd be around, like, 17 like he usually is. Um, obviously, with Siakam taking, a, you know, an enhanced role and Ibaka, you know, n- knocking every single shot down and Leonard, obviously, um, just having more to do with the scoring than DeMar even did last season. Uh, and just sort of across the board, everyone's kind of chipping in a little bit more. Kyle's been less required to do that, but... Uh, as you wrote in your piece for The Athletic, maybe he should be looking to raise his points per game average. Um, where, where do you think we'll end up by the end of the year? Scoring-wise, I could see him getting back you know, to that 16-ish that he was at last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the big surprise is the assist, right? No yeah. one saw him you know, leading the league for a good month, and then now I, I, I think he's still second or third. Um, so to be that high in the assist category I think is really impressive. Um, the usage has surprised me. Um, although the other side of it is, of course, you're trying to get as much chemistry with Kawhi Leonard as uh, quickly as possible. So um, I thought they would manage him a bit more like they did last season and really sort of keep his body uh, fresh for the playoffs. But um, we've already seen it kind of take its toll already. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that's something they look at and keep in mind going forward. But uh, yeah, a uh, bit surprised um, with the under. Uh, even though we picked it, uh, but he, there's def- there's definitely uh, opportunity for him to get up there. For sure, uh, I would probably bet against it just because that's a lot of ground to make up one and a half points or so um, with everyone else on the team obviously kind of chipping in as well. But uh, it would behoove the Raptors if he did catch up and get up to that thirty mark because uh, he's uh, when he's doing things on offense, it's very very nice for the team. It was nice to see him last night, just kind of quick firing on all threes that he got. He was only three of nine, which is not terrible, but uh, and it's actually I think improvement on his season percentage something by a slight percentage point. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see him looking aggressive and eager to shoot, which was kind of maybe not the thing that we were saying about him before he got hurt. So uh, there's hope for us to all lose that point. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, moving on to question number six. This one's interesting. We might take some time for this one. How many All-Stars will the Raptors have? Before the year, Sahal said three, I said three, Vivek said two. 
Uh, I don't know what we're on track to have right now. It could be anything between one and, I guess not three. It's probably one or two. And who the second one would be is a bit of a question mark as well. Uh, Vivek, where do you think we are on this? Like, do you think any of us is going to get going to get this point? Well, if I'm being honest with you, I hope both of you guys get it. You both pick three, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if the Raptors. I, I think it's obviously necessary for them to finish with the top seed mm-hmm. uh, to get it. Um, but I think the way, because I was looking at who should be all stars this season, and I think um, it'll be pretty disappointing if Philly gets three of their guys and Toronto only gets two. Yeah. Uh, so I do hope that one of Ibaka or Siakam gets recognized um, as that third guy. Um, because otherwise, you know, you're rewarding Bradley Beal on a team that isn't even in the playoffs. Like, you're reaching for those kind of guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I hope that Ibaka or uh, uh, Siakam gets it, and that way you guys will get the point. Um, I will gladly take the L on that one. Um, so you're you're just, like, assuming Kyle's going to be in? I would be pretty shocked if Kyle was not an all-star. I just, like... The games, he's missed 11 games, which is close to the border, I think. I know, like, it shouldn't matter because he's been good when he's played and, like, being near the top of the league and assists is great and, like, being near the top of the East as the Raptors team has been, like, he probably should be an all-star and, like, he's Kyle Lowry. Of course he's an all-star. But I do wonder if the games played thing is going to come into play with him because it has in the past with other guys. I don't think so, especially, like, if he plays it out uh, the rest of the way, uh going into when voting ends and whatnot, um, I don't think that'll be an issue. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, it's hurting his all-NBA case. Yeah. Uh, but I don't I don't see it affecting his all-star uh, chances. Yeah, and I guess, like, the guard crop in the East isn't particularly exciting. It's, like, Kyrie, Kemba, Beal? <laughs> like, John Ball's out for the year. You're not picking any Cavs, Knicks, Bulls, or Hawks, or Magics, or Pistons. Or Nets yeah. or Heats. Unless you're voting Simmons in as a guard, right? Yeah, I guess Simmons is the other one. And then, yeah, that's kind of it for, for, I mean, Bledsoe? Kyle's got to be ahead of Bledsoe. No, Kyle is definitely in ahead of Bledsoe. But, yeah. Wow. Um, the East has uh, ass guards. Oh, my God. <laughs> Justice Winslow is playing point guard, man. <laughs> yeah. The East is defended by Idris Elba. It's ass guards. Um it's yeah, it's very bad, very very bad. Oh, I guess Oladipo is also a guard, so um, throw him there too. But he also has the games played thing attached to him too. Um, it yeah. just might not matter, I suppose. The East, I've like, I've been excited about the top five teams in the East for the whole season and just like thrilled about it. But my God, the bottom part of the East makes me just want to like never watch basketball again. From six through fifteen, it's all terrible. Like, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's actually funny. Right now, I'm looking at the standings. The top five teams are all on winning streaks, at least of one game. And then the bottom ten teams are all on losing streaks. It kind of speaks yeah, to Yeah, I'm looking at that right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a very Eastern Conference 2019. Um, yeah, with Pascal and, and Surge, I think, um, like, I, I have, a, like, a bad feeling they're just both going to be kind of fringy guys. Because I don't see them getting voted in, obviously. And then... With the coaches' vote, I feel like they could maybe be split between the two. I would like to see Serge get in just because this might be his only chance, really. Like, he's had, like, yeah. a kind of an anomalous season for him. Um, and he shot so well. His defense has been so good. And the Raptors have been so great with him on the floor that, like, I think he deserves it, probably. Um, yeah. 
and with Kevin Love being out, and what other like, God, there's like five teams to choose all stars from. It's it's horrendous. <laughs> like, the Pistons shouldn't get both Blake and Drummond. I think just Blake probably. Um, yeah. And then no one. I guess Vucevic is probably in for the Magic. Yeah. He's been good enough, and they're like close enough to 500. You know, a whole six games under, which is good enough for 10th and uh, a game and a half out of the playoffs or whatever it is, three and a half, I guess, or two games. Um, no one on the Hawks, Bulls, Knicks, or Cavs, or Wizards. Um, Horford might be an interesting case. Like, he's not been great this year. I don't Al Horford will be an all-star this season. Yeah, I think Bach has been better than him. Uh, like I think yeah. that's like, without a question. Um, obviously, Embiid will be in. I don't think Miles Turner is quite there. And then Giannis, uh, and then like... God, the All Star team's gonna suck ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, now that now that you you're having captains pick teams, there really isn't a need for West and East. Yeah, like just be picking the best twenty four. Yeah, guys. Um. So yeah, it, it kind of sucks that it's set up this way now. Yeah. Hopefully, that's something. If they if they keep the captain thing going, maybe maybe that's something they need to look at, and just you know you just vote the best twenty four guys. Yeah, if, like, Bradley Beal gets in and, like, De'Aaron Fox doesn't, that kind of sucks. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox rules. God, I love him so much. Um, Anyway, yeah, I think it's going to be... I wouldn't be shocked if they only got one just because of the minutes thing for Kyle. I think they'll probably get at least two. Um, I I think you're getting the point here. I think three might be a little bit ambitious. I hope I'm wrong, but I think you're going to get the point. Uh, let's go to the next one. Wins against East opponents. Damn it, I have to pull up the expanding standings. <laughs> we, uh, what did we say? Okay, I set the over-under at 39 and a half. Uh, we all said over. So we all thought they were going to go, uh, at least 40 and 12 against the Eastern Conference. Um, why did they make this a prop bet? It's boring. <laughs> uh, hold on. Expanded... Against the Eastern Conference, da, da, da. come on. So between the Bucks, Sixers, and Celtics, they've lost four. They lost to the Magic. That's five. Yeah. Um, they lost to the Pistons once. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? These ESPN.com. I hate you. <laughs> this is bad podcasting, but I don't really care. Uh, NBA expanded standings. Da-da. Come on, come on. Let's do this, baby. Here we go. Here we go. ESPN UK, you have it for me. Perfect. Got some soccer on top of the toolbar here. Um, all right. Damn it, doesn't even have the right thing. <laughs> this is stupid. Okay, here we go. Against the East, the Raptors are 20-7. and seven. There we go. Um, so they've played 27 of their 52 games, just over halfway. Not quite on pace to get over 39.5. Um, but they do play some pretty bad teams in the second half. That last month of the schedule is just, like, so delicious to me. I think they're just going to go on a crazy run. Um, like, the last 15 or so games against some really, really putrid squads. Uh, so, I don't know. How are you feeling about the chances of them going over this one right now? Yeah, I guess I guess the thing we maybe didn't factor in was the fact that they play the Bucks, 76ers, and Celtics twelve times, right? Yeah. So um, that's obviously a tough go. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended a, just slightly below. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, they've they've played a lot of tough games already. They'll be done with Milwaukee uh, on Jan thirty first. They still have the two games against the Celtics and one against Philly. 
Uh, yeah, one against Philly, right? Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. Mercifully I, for Ben I, I, Simmons, I can, I, can, I can see it going either way. Um, well, you assume it, health, then yeah, sure they can go on a run and maybe eclipse that. Um, I will be rooting for that, maintain my lead. Yeah, uh, yeah. Picking all the same things was not a good strategy on any of our parts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one here. Uh, end of season Raptors award winners. Six man, most improved defensive player, MVP, all defense, all NBA, coach of the year. Uh, I set the over under two and a half. We both took the over, as did Sahal. Uh, what do you think we're looking at here? Are, are you feeling good about taking the over at two and a half awards total for the Raptors? What do you got? I am feeling good. Because um, you included all NBA, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so Kawhi's going to get that. Um, and then Siakam has a decent shot. At most improved, he's probably the leader uh, right now, right? I think he's close. I, I, I think Harrell is up there just because, right? You know, he's he's probably the secondary guy to Tobias Harris on that team. Um, God, what a weird team! <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I think I think Harrell's got a pretty good shot at De'Aaron Fox uh, too, but that's like a second year jump guy. I don't love using those. So yeah, guys. that's so that's the thing that you got to weigh with, with yeah. voters, right? How much do they value that? Because then you probably have to look at John Collins too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then what, what else are we looking at? So Kyle, you know, I think it's going to be right on the fence in terms of the All NBA. Um, yeah, I just don't think he's gonna. There's too many good guards. Like you run through like Steph. Uh, like Westbrook probably just because he's Westbrook Harden. I think Westbrook's out of the picture, man. With the way with the way he's shooting. Yeah. Okay. Well, Harden. Then okay, I, I, you get Steph Harden. Surprised. Steph Harden. Yeah. Um, Lillard probably. Kyrie, and then there's probably two spots up for grabs, and then it's probably like Oladipo, yeah. and then maybe Lowry. Yeah, maybe Lowry, or DeRozan. Yeah. Like DeRozan's been really good for the Spurs. People like. Yeah. DeRozan. So I, I think if Lowry plays right through um, to the end from here and. The Raptors finish with the top seed. I think he'll have a really good shot at it. Especially God, Larry's gonna get cucked out of a, an All NBA by DeRozan again, and he won't even be on the same team. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, over the also, two and a half. I, I do. I do still think that the MVP race is a little bit alive. Um, I yeah. Know, I know. I know. Giannis is the favorite. Um, but I think if Toronto can win that game on Jan 31st and then sort of pull away at the top, mm-hmm. I, I, I think Kawhi's got a really good shot at it. See, I kind of think Harden's the favorite already anyway, like with his last month. Um, and like I think Embiid's yeah. probably in there. Honestly, whoever finishes first in the East might have the MVP. That might be what it comes down to, whether it's Embiid, Giannis, or, or, or Kawhi. Because I still feel like there'd be like voter fatigue for, for, for Harden, even though he probably doesn't deserve to be a victim of that. Uh, he's ridiculous, and he should probably win the MVP. But um, right. like first in the East, like there's some narrative juice, like oh the new the new king of the East, or whatever, taking over LeBron. Um, and like if Kawhi starts playing back to backs, which it sounds like he's probably going to very soon, he will end up assuming he plays every game or close to it from here on out. Like he only have missed ten games. Um, so say he misses twelve games, plays seventy games altogether, or sixty eight, sixty nine. Like that might be enough if he's putting up. 
this sort of clip and maybe he raises his assists a little bit and um, his shooting percentages somehow he's already shooting like 61 true shooting but they could still come up because his three-point percentage is still below kind of where he's typically been um, yeah they he could be in the running there also I think like all defense probably Kawhi and then maybe Danny Green or or, or like one of Ibaka Green or Siakam probably um, just and maybe maybe they won't be a good enough defense overall to to warrant two all defense guys, but like Kawhi just feels like a lock almost. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. for sure uh, for the all defense team. So yeah, I mean he might he might end up doing the over uh, just by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Next up, total wins. Yeah, this is the total wins. Question number nine. Uh, over-under set at 56 and a half. Uh, you guys both took the over, you and Sahal. I took the under. This is going to be close. I think I'm probably screwed. They're on pace for like 59 or something. Uh, maybe yeah. 60 at this point. I think I'm probably uh, to lunch on this one. Um, like, do you see anything derailing them from getting to uh, 60 wins? Or sorry, 57 um, wins is the one? 57? See, the thing is... <laughs> You, you would think that a Kawhi injury might blow that, but then you look at the way they played with just Kyle Lowry and you say, no, they, they, they might still be on pace. Uh, so, no. Um, barring something happening to both those guys, uh, I think they'll be fine. Uh, assuming health, I mean, I think they'll, I think they'll get over 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they will too. Um, the, 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 again, I can't express enough how shitty the back part of the schedule is. <laughs> like, I'm just going to read it off just because it's fun and it makes me excited for the future. Um, the last month or so of the season, the Raptors take on. Uh, let's start around. So they played two games against OKC, but before that they play uh, the Pelicans, Heat, Cavs, Lakers, Detroit, Knicks. Two against OKC, then Charlotte, Chicago, the Knicks, Chicago, Magic, Nets, Hornets, uh, Heat Wolves to close the season out like that's about as soft as it possibly could get. So yep. I, I think they'll get over sixty just based on that sort of creamy end of the schedule. Um, because like start of the season they were twenty and four against a pretty easy schedule too. Like I think people have kind of forgotten how good they were at the start of the year. Um, and mm-hmm. there's no reason that I don't think they that they can't get back to something like that level that sort of win pace. They were on pace for like seventy wins at one point. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if like from here on out. Like, what would you say was, like, the, the, the win pace you would say they'd win? At, for, for the last 39 games, what pace do you think they can sustain? Uh, I mean, they've been winning uh, 31 out of 43 is, I think, just over 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they can get up uh, 75-ish. Like, the pace for from here in the, in the last 40 games? Like, what would, what would be the 75? Uh, oh, math. Okay. So if they go... The win percentage. If they go thirty-two and seven, yeah, that's a eighty-two win percentage. So if you go, you know what? I'm gonna 10. take exactly that because I picked sixty-three wins at the beginning of the season, and that's exactly what they need. So I'm gonna say that. All right, eighty-two. Uh, the eighty-two win percentage is a sixty-seven win pace, by the way. So, yeah. Oh, I thought okay. I yeah. thought you said thirty-two wins. No, if they go thirty-two and nine in the last whatever part of the season here, they'll end up winning sixty-three games overall, but it will be at a sixty-seven win pace in those thirty-nine games. Ah, uh, yeah. 
We've we the math has got a little out of hand. Let's go to the last question. <laughs> uh, oh God, I almost just died. Uh, by the way, I think I'll, I'll I'll lock us in for the fake point on the over under for the uh, awards. By the way, uh, just to make us cool. feel better. Uh, playoff rounds one. Obviously, we can't we know can this pick one. The under, right, so you don't get that fake point for what total wins? Oh yeah, I yeah. don't get that fake. Yeah, you guys get another fake point. Um, yeah. Okay, and then playoff rounds one. Uh, over under was set to two and a half. I said over. Sahal said under. You were a candy ass, as I've written here, and did not make a selection. So uh, I, I guess I win. I, I don't know. We're, but start of the season to now, has your opinion changed on whether or not this team can go to the finals? Like, wh- I don't know. You didn't make a pick, so there's nothing to compare it against. But, like, how has your view changed on uh, their sort of finals chances since the start of the year? Well, I mean, my, my, my chances, I, I believed pretty strongly of what they were going to do. I just didn't want to be superstitious, so I didn't say anything. Uh-huh, uh-huh, convenient. <laughs> so, not going to say anything now. <laughs> but, yeah. I think uh, nothing, I, I think nothing I, whatsoever. <laughs> so, I think, you know, I, I just look at um, the teams in front of them. I do still think, you know, the biggest challenge um, when it's all said and done will be the Celtics. Um, I know I've been saying that all season. Um, and they still haven't really figured things out completely. So um, it looks like it'll be the Bucks, but I still think the Raptors would be the favorites in that series. Um, let's let's face it, that first game was kind of a wash because you didn't have Giannis, you didn't have Kawhi, mm-hmm. um, and then the second one that they won, it you know is Kyle Lowry gonna have a zero point game in the playoffs? I don't think so, and it still came down uh, to the one. Uh, careful what you say there. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm just kidding. Everyone knows I hate that <laughs> Kyle is bad in the playoffs nonsense. Just having some fun. God. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, you look at that game. Kyle scores zero points. The Raptors still had a three-point lead uh, where Kyle gets a wide-open three that could push it to six with 30-ish seconds left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Bucks end up taking that game because Brogdon hits uh, the three to tie. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Actually, did he hit two threes? He had two threes, had, yeah. yeah. It sucked. Yeah. I hated that game a lot. Yeah, so... And then now you look at this game, with, without Kyle Lowry, they they go and win in Milwaukee. So, um, I feel good about the Raptors against the Bucks. I still need to see more against the Celtics. Just because I think, matchup-wise, there's a lot of, you know, Spider-Man meme going on there. Uh, <laughs> Except for the so, fact that the Celtics, you know, don't have a Kawhi Leonard to... Point of Kawhi Leonard, yeah, Correct. Um, and they're they're scummy and terrible. And Jason Tatum is Kobe poisoned and all this stuff. I just I can't. I'm not scared. Maybe it's because we like the Raptors haven't played the Celtics in forever. I'm just not yeah. scared, man. I just not. They're but but. <laughs> well, that'd be amazing because then that means there's probably no one to worry about. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's probably good for this podcast. We've gone through these uh, right now. You're uh, with fake awarded points. Uh, you're up six four to four, um, six four four six and four and four. I don't really know how to read that. Um, six to four to four over myself and Sahal. So congratulations. Yeah, I'm sure I said 
I don't even need to make this last pick because I'm pretty sure I'll win it anyway. I do seem to recall that uh, level of arrogance, and I respect it and appreciate it, and you've, you've <laughs> backed it up, so congratulations on that as well. Um, it, yeah, that's going to do it for today's show. Right now, Vivek is leading, but there's much time left, and uh, crazy stuff could happen. We have no idea. Maybe Kyle Lowry goes on a crazy run where he scores 30 a game for a week and uh, gets himself back up over that 30 plateau for points, rebounds, and assists. Who knows? That's why we watch the games to see who gets validated in their preseason predictions on this podcast. Uh, all right, that's going to do it. Vivek, anything you want to uh, plug right now? Uh, anything to plug? Um, no, not really. Just look out for my usual stuff uh, for Raptors Republic, for The Athletic, for Sportsnet, for Vice, and follow me on Twitter at VivekMJCook. Cool. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean. I will have a Patreon mailbag podcast up sometime this week, waiting for some more questions to filter in for that one. Uh, if you're a Patreon listener, please reply to the post on the Patreon page and give me some questions. It'd be very nice of you. Um, and uh, you, I haven't written anything because I don't really write that much anymore because uh, it's too hard. That's kind of where I've fallen on it. It's too hard. I'm not good <laughs> at it. And uh, everyone else is better than me at it. So I'm just going to podcast my way to riches and fortune and, uh, and fame. So uh, if I do write anything, it'll be on Raptors HQ. If uh, you want to support the Patreon page, it's uh, patreon.com slash Sean Woodley Raptors. It's very much appreciated if you want to chip me a few bucks over there. Uh, again, a Patreon mailbag podcast coming up this week. And then uh, some sort of breakdown of, I think the next podcast we're going to do is like the trades that didn't happen in Raptors history, which... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a con- it's a concept pitched by some of the one of the Patreon subscribers uh, when they first subscribed, and I haven't done it yet. But uh, we'll do something mostly about Kyle Lowry not getting traded to the Knicks, probably, um, and some other rumors that have been circulated in the past about Raptors deals uh, gone awry. Uh, but until then, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time on Locked On Raptors. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.